Hola, Hallo, Bonjour, Hola, Ciao, Sveiki, Cześć. All these are different ways of saying hello. And all of these languages are spoken at Arcus, a European University alliance that brings together eight universities spread across Europe. Granada, Graz, Leipzig, Lyon 1, Migno, Padua, Vilnius and Wrocław. Together are Arcus. This is the Arcus podcast. This is Arcus Knowledge Fields, hosted by Gerhild Lejak and Pietro Osti. Welcome everybody to this new episode of uh, Arcus Knowledge Pills. Um, we have a new guest from our uh, newcomers, which are of course not that new now because we are, we are quite familiar with these new members of Minio and Wroclaw in, the, in this case. Uh, welcome Anna um, to the podcast, to this episode and welcome Gerald. Uh, welcome Gerald too. Hello, hi, I'm, I'm Gerald, I'm from Graz. Hi Anna, welcome. Hi, hello, I'm Anna Oskiewicz from Wrocław and thank you for the invitation to this great initiative. Like we said before, we are getting used to new Polish words too. Uh, so we, we, we hope to, uh, we hope to, to, to get right to them. Uh, but before uh, we start making mistakes, me and Gerald, of course, uh, <laughs> in the pronunciation, uh, we'll, we would like Anna to, to ask you to introduce yourself and your occupation, your work, what is your field of work? Uh, my name is Anna Oleszkiewicz. I work at the University of Wrocław in the Institute of Psychology. Uh, by training, I'm a psychologist, but my research focuses on um, the sense of smell, um, olfaction, and I'm exploring um, the links between uh, cognitive psychology, emotions, and the sense of smell. So, um, yeah, it's kind of interdisciplinary work. Mm -hmm. That sounds actually very interesting uh, and we would like to go a little bit deeper into that. So you already hinted a little bit uh, at your research topic. Um, to, to just start, um, why are you interested uh, in investigating uh, the sense of smell uh, regarding your research? Why is that interesting to you? Well, it is, uh, it is a sense of a paradox, uh, the sense of smell. Uh, mainly because it's kind of neglected. We don't think it's very important. We typically say that our sight or our um, audition is more important to us than the sense of smell. But actually, research shows that it's still a um, critical sense for our well-being. And uh, what is also what kind of um, advocates for this thesis is also um, the recent pandemic where people suddenly started losing their sense of smell and once they lost it, they realized how important it was for them because it's important for appreciation of food. It's important for our um, navigation in the environment, uh, for our safety, because with our nose, we can only detect uh, leaking gas or any other chemicals in, in the atmosphere that are uh, that can be harmful for us. But there's also a very wide branch of uh, research showing that it's very important channel of uh, human communication. So we communicate with our sense of smell. Uh, we communicate our emotions with how our body smells. Uh, we communicate our uh, health status, sex, uh, a lot of socially relevant inform uh, information. So uh, 
it is somehow novel and somehow uh, maybe not novel because there's a lot of research going for decades on the sense of smell, but it never got into mainstream. And also psychology was not really interested in the sense of smell until recently. And I think it's very, uh, yeah, under, um, underexplored topic. So it's, there's a lot to discover. And uh, it's actually also fascinating because it's, um, it's combining med uh, a very precise knowledge like um, medicine, where, you know, everything has its mechanism explanation. Um, and it's very, yeah, very precise uh, with more social science, which is kind of, uh, I don't want to say less precise, but less, um, yeah, and it's definitely um, an open field to, as you as you mentioned, an open field to discover new things. Um, you you already told us about this connection with the the well being and the which is a strong connection we we uh, we know now. And is there a specific moment when you uh, you you recognize to yourself that you are interested in these particular topics? Because I can imagine that. Uh, it, it has been, I don't know, something happens one day or just you just uh, build up some interest during your studies? No, no, it was actually an accident. Um, so I've uh, during my PhD studies, I was more into social psychology, which was always a fascinating field of research for me. Uh, but then I started joining uh, more interdisciplinary projects to gain more experience and, you know, develop as a scientist. Um, and I started collaborating with, uh, with another group at our university. And then I somehow uh, got into this field. Then I uh, went to smell and taste clinic in, at the Technische University Dresden, uh, where I stay until today. Um, and this is the world leading clinic in treatment of olfactory loss and also a research center for, for olfaction. Um, so, yeah, and it all started. So I just, by accident, I crossed my paths with olfaction and then I decided to, to stay there. Okay, that's, that's interesting. Wow, thank you. <laughs> yeah, very much so. And what's particularly interested to me, uh, uh, interesting to me, is uh, what you already hinted at: that the sense of smell and well-being are connected with each other. Um, you already mentioned that we need um, we need to smell in order to appreciate food and um, also to detect dangers. But can you? Um, go a little bit deeper into that connection. How, how is well-being and the sense of smell or smelling connected and, and why? Well, uh, that's, there's no, no simple or like short answer to that. But uh, starting with food appreciation, uh, this is like, a, it's, we call it like a kindergarten um, experiment. But if you uh, block your nose and you put uh, a candy or like mamba or any other candy in your mouth, and uh, as long as your nose is blocked, you cannot say what the taste like what's the aroma of the candy you can only say that it's sweet because this is what your tongue tells you we think that tongue is responsible for taste sensation but actually it is both uh, mouth and uh, so the sense of taste and the sense of smell uh, that tells us what's the aroma of of the candy or any other food i mean this is just an example uh, so only until you unblock your nose you can say um 
whether it's, I don't know, raspberry or strawberry or orange uh, candy. And uh, so from your like daily life, you can imagine that if you have a running nose or you're under the weather and you will, um, you just, everything tastes like a cardboard and you don't have appetite and you now uh, extrapolate to extrapolated to people with anosmia who uh, lost their sense of smell, smell for years and they have not uh, perceived any aromas of their food. So this is to start with, uh, but uh, the sense of smell or um, olfactory nerve has a very uh, tight connections with amygdala and um, hippocampus. So these are structures responsible for emotional processing and with memory. And there's a massive behavioral evidence, uh, or maybe not massive, but growing um, evidence that uh, regular smelling or in general, the uh, your smell function um, or your smell smelling or olfactory performance is related to your uh, cognitive abilities. And uh, as the sense of smell can be trained, so can be your cognitive abilities. Uh, there's also a lot of uh, evidence showing that it's related to our emotions, starting with pe uh, depressed people, people with um, depressive symptoms having um, reduced olfactory performance, and also people losing their sense of smell uh, gaining on depressive symptoms because of losing their sense of smell. Um, so there, there is a lot of intervening um, paths that are um, that tell us that it's actually important for the well-being. Uh, and health-wise, uh, also losing your sense of smell may be an early indicator of neurodegenerative diseases like Parkinson's or Alzheimer's. And people who will, who are um, well, if people lose their sense of smell and there is no clear um, reason for that, uh, they are they have an increased probability of developing neurodegenerative diseases even after a decade. So it's uh, it gives us a very powerful tool to also help them go through the disease or to be monitored and react very early in case something actually develops. So, uh, so yeah, that's uh, to just name a few connections with, uh, between olfaction and well-being. Yeah, there are definitely not a few because there's, there's some wide, wide open, as we said before, uh, field of, of of things to to investigate and to um, and to know. And, and thank you for these little spots you are giving to to us and to the audience. Uh, I can imagine that there, then there's some. Uh, specific experiments you are doing, I don't know, involving people probably. Uh, can you tell us uh, maybe one particular that you are doing right now or what, that you are proud of? I don't know. Actually, Actually there are there two are big projects that I'm running right now, but the, the most uh, developed one is uh, on olfactory training. So uh, olfactory training is a procedure where you smell four odors um, twice a daily. These odors are uh, lemon, cloves, eucalyptus, um, and uh, rose. And uh, this is a treatment uh, recommended by uh, otolaryngologists uh, as a post-COVID treatment, post-COVID olfactory loss treatment, but also in case of any uh, this, uh, this is the is first, first recommended, recommended treatment, treatment in Europe regarding, regarding the smell, smell loss. loss. And, and um, 
we are, are trying, trying to see, to see if, if in healthy people who have, have no smell abnormalities, abnormalities um, if, if olfactory training can improve memory and, and some emotional, emotional processing in certain tasks and we're looking into this in children adults and elderly people we have preliminary evidence coming from elderly people showing that their memory can improve or not decline as a result of uh, regular sniffing of odors and also um, we want to explore the possibility that this can be a tool um, helping children adjust to school in in the sense of developing uh, cognitive skills in school and this and is, this is uh, like a pleasant and very easy procedure. procedure. It, it, it's, it's like, like brushing, brushing your teeth, teeth only a hygiene for your sense of smell. Wow, I, I will try definitely on the garden, going outside there, seeing if my memory can have a little boost because I, I think I need it, Gary, I don't know about you. <laughs> as long as you do it regularly and as long as you do it uh, consciously, it it might help. We, we have data showing that uh, people who were just consciously smelling, we didn't give them any odors to sniff twice a daily. They were just recording how many odors they smelled throughout two weeks. And after two weeks, we measured again their smell function and it actually improved. So even thinking about your olfactory experiences helps you um, develop your sense of smell because it is a cognitive process. So if you train on it or if you uh, exercise it then it becomes better yeah that's a definitely a very good um, message to all the people who might have had trouble um, after the pandemic uh, with their sense of smell and also maybe as you already hinted at and all the people can also be optimistic that they can gain back or train back uh, their sense of smell so that's a question i i had had so we, uh, you already um got into that so uh, uh on a personal note so that's what interested me uh actually what is your favorite smell um uh, just in a personal maybe closing uh, uh note or, or or put it in a different way what kind of smell don't you want to lose so what's your favorite one and which one do you really want to keep i have certain smells that I really like but uh, you have to make um, uh, you have to like divide the smells that we have in the lab that are um, created artificially and they are uh, simpler but still resembling the natural odors from the odors in the environment which are always a mixture and it's always changing a little bit it's very subtle chemistry uh, but my favorite lab smell is uh, peach and vanilla, you know, which are kind of sweet and um, and, and very pleasant. Uh, and uh, but I like all fruit uh, odors and citrus odors. Uh, but in nature, uh, I can't tell. I like lilac odors, but it then um, you get into more like. Um, memory associations that you have that for me lilac is a smell of spring which is my favorite season and then uh and i have good memories with that so it's always it, there's no like a simple answer or like no favorite um it always has a context uh, but i just wanted to get back to your uh previous question so if you have any troubles with your sense of smell or our listeners have it they should always see the doctor it's not uh, that you can just uh, start training on your sense of smell without seeing a doctor and this will help. I am not uh, a physician and I cannot 
say for sure or recommend treatment. I'm just working as a scientist to prove that the treatment is working. So this is something very important uh, to uh, to make a note on. Yeah, thank you. thank you for making that clear. That's right. Yeah, thank you to underline it. I think it's quite important. Of course, we are making some jokes here, something more more uh, more light 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 speaking as as is. Uh, yeah, the idea of the podcast, but uh, I think it's because uh, um, we don't know that much as you as you introduced in, in the beginning. And so we are curious. And I think all the listeners uh, are more curious now that they know a, f- a few more about your work and which is uh, absolutely interesting. And thank you very much, Anna, for sharing it with us. Thank you very much. And thanks for the invitation. It was really nice experience. Thank you. Have you taken your knowledge pill of the day? Be aware that possible side effects include broader perspectives, deeper insights, and an increase in your personal state of knowledge. This is Arcos Knowledge Pills. To learn more about the Alliance and its activities, please visit arcos-alliance.eu.